Yo, welcome to another episode of the Hood Health Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Hey Life Live, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. Hey, everybody. This is Kyra. Oh, so I know it's been a minute since you heard from us, but that actually kind of feeds into, you know, uh, this week's topic of what we're going to build on, you know, basically, you know, roadblocks, obstacles, um, everything that basically shows up on your radar when you make the decision to either, you know, improve your life in terms of health or when you're one of the ones who's providing you know, a venue of um, health and healing to others, you know. Um, So for myself, you know, it's been, uh, I've basically been on a crisis mode since probably July of last year. You know, I don't really want to go into into detail stuff. Those who don't know yet. um, Yeah, I mean, I think for our purposes, you know, just like sharing just so that folks get a context, because I think I- I've been dealing with a lot of intense stuff, too. And I'm just really grateful um, for our authentic connection and support that we kind of understand how um, how this goes, you know, and like truly, truly balancing our self-care and the goals that we want to accomplish. You know what I mean? So. And, and I'm so grateful that we both understand the intersectionality of a lot of these issues. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's dope that we can do something like this, that we have this outlet and make those connections for people. But of course, you know, like, don't share the details that you don't need to or you don't want to. You know, we, we, just, we just wanted to share enough so that people can, you know, can find a way to relate. And, and our point, right? Our point is, sharing these stories because there is commonality amongst all of our stories no matter how different we are you know right 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 and then also the other the other part of the factor is that if if we start yo there'll be like a like a a 10 episode freaking you know series that too too, which yes hey hey still write those down though because yes we can build off of that Um, right 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 yeah and so like for me it's really really been finding um first of all recognizing it first of all recognize like yo this is a crisis mode you know um and recognizing like yo this is not a normal mode this is Mm -hmm. not a natural mode this is not a mode that um will will last forever right Mm -hmm. and so acknowledging that also acknowledges well then there has to be like um basically a focus in terms of how to get out of that mode and move from like a crisis mode puts you in a survival mode, right? And so you're dealing with like really, really base elements of your physical and mental being. So you're dealing with like survival, you know, food, clothing, and shelter. Um, right. you, you know, your stress is kind of focused, you know, on these kind of essential things. Basic, basic um, human rights. <laughs> right, right. And so also, you know, survival, you know, yeah, I call it survival mode, but you know, yeah, I mean, we all call it something different, right? For me, yeah, I call it being on survival mode for sure. And I've definitely been dealing with major housing, car issues, um, which, you know, that definitely trickles down into like food security issues. And luckily I've been, you know, fasting, trying to fast for Ramadan, you know, in solidarity. You know, I'm not Muslim, but um, I, I definitely, um, you know, 
I'm just trying to fast as much as I can for in solidarity. But um, but yeah, I mean, all these issues are just so. Uh, it's it's some some part of me sometimes feels embarrassed that I'm 39 years old and I'm still dealing with this kind of struggle where I feel like I you know when I was a teenager I thought for sure by the time I was 39 I'd have more financial security than I feel right right and that's the other thing also um you know when you're when you're in a survival mode you're not in a thriving mode right and so you want to get to a thrive mode I think I'm so grateful for my yoga practice though because it has helped me keep that balance a little bit more whereas before when you know like just a year ago you know when I was dealing with even or just whatever other challenges it was I'm dealing with it way better now and I see the difference because my practice has been that much more consistent you know I've been teaching for the past year so that's helped you know um and 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 I've been working on like you know this film project, which I'm so excited that so that to catch you up on that later. But yeah, it all you know. Yes, I've prioritized keeping my creative um, outlet alive because I know that's so important because that is part of what what dehumanizes us. Right. <laughs> that part that uh, of the, our creativity that allows us to thrive. You know. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's and that's that's key because. You know, on a on a basic level, you know what, what we're dealing with. So we're in a certain environment, right? And so we're getting stress through this environment, right? Now, stress on any level can be like positive or negative. You know, like stress on some level can knock you out of a funk. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some, healthy stress and there's unhealthy stress for sure. You, know, it yeah. can you, out, you can move you out of your comfort zone and you know put you into a place where you're supposed to be you know and so like you know like you were saying your practice has helped you because those kind of things allow us to process the stress in a certain way yeah transform it right and that's the and that's where i'm at right now in terms of figuring out the best ways to process you know the stress and actually utilize that that energy um instead of having it utilize me because if not you know, then it's just like a car that's overheating. You know, it's just like it's turning its wheels. It's not going nowhere. Yet all the pressure is being put on this engine. And you're stuck inside your head. You're stuck inside your heart. You know, um, and getting stuck in there. You know, you get weighed down, and your system is still running hard, but you're really not. You're going in circles. You know what I'm saying? And um, it, it can press down on you. You know, and so. The one good thing that's happened finally is um, here, finally, the weather has broke. You know, it seems here we've had like real rainy season, rain, rainy and dark season, you know, which kind of extended that winter season. And so that seasonal affective disorder was a real, real thing. Like the last few days, it's been sunny. I've been out there in the park and taking in that sunlight. And I realized like how much that makes a huge difference, you know, in my demeanor and, and just being able to just focus you know really like get my head out of the proverbial like ball definitely um and so like for me right now it's definitely finding those things that i like i know that i'm in crisis mode all right so how best do i process this stress you know so for me right now it's about finding finding exactly 
what I need in order to, you know, make that transition into thriving, thriving, you know, if you would, you know? Yeah, I think another, an important piece that I have found too in this, in this latest, in dealing with this latest challenge is that um, it's really important to, you know, be clear about what folks you can reach out to for what type of support, you know what I mean? Because there's some people that are good for a certain type of support and some people that are not so good for um, what you might need at that moment, you know what I mean? Like, for example, you know, like I really had to kind of um, just take space from certain family members and have some certain boundaries because I just felt like, um, I wasn't receiving the recipro the reciprocity of support, you know what I mean? Which is fine because they're also going through their own like survival mode challenge, you know what I mean? And so it was a it was a practice for me into not taking it personal and then just understanding like, hey, right now like both of our cups are not full enough to like really support each each other in this certain way. So like that's cool. Like <laughs> I'm gonna go find support with for my more creative friends who are on more of a similar path than I am and like, let's build, you know? Right. And that's totally what happened. Like I was able to connect with my homegirl who just bought land in LA and we touched base again. We've been trying to build and this was just like a, a, a transition point in my life. I'm dealing with my housing, crazy housing in Bay Area, ridiculous high ass rents, you know? So fuck it. Like I'm not going to be in the Bay Area anymore. I'm going to, I mean, I'm still, you know, it'll always be home base, but um, I'm basically going to make that move to SoCal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, yeah, just kind of build off of what we're going to create out there in terms of the land, in terms of the housing, the sustainable housing that we want to build. Um, so it's exciting, you know, it's exciting that it, it just took this other challenge to kind of remind me of like the path and the folks that I needed to just base with. And that's going to be the next move, you know? Right, right, right. Well, that's another thing, you know, in terms of you know, moving outside of comfort zones, you know, into the areas that, you know, we need to to, to, to move into, you know, because sometimes that transition doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, look all peaceful and cheery and stuff, you know, it needs that kind of shock in order to kind of jump the barrier, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's necessary for us to like, you know, to really, really, Part of sometimes why we're not thriving or part of the reason why we're stuck in a particular crisis mode is because we're trying to hold on to a particular moment in time or a particular space in time. We're not letting go of that, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like you outgrew a pair of jeans and you, you know, you mad uncomfortable and shit. You know what I'm saying? You move, you try to move around in the jeans and stuff. But they're your favorite jeans, but you don't want to get them. You don't fit those shits no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, you need to get your new jeans, get your new jeans. You got more full range of movement. You're feeling a lot better, you know? So, that's sometimes. It's just, it's like the fear factor, right? Because there's always I- risk involved with like major moves. You know, like I know you're, you're, you're trying to make a move out here to Cali, to the West Coast. And I hope that, you know, that that happens and manifests. But I know that there's also, um, 
you know, there's that's all. There's always those things in the back of our head, like, okay, well, am I going to secure my housing and you know, job and food and all this in this location and you know, all of that stuff, right? So, um, but yeah, you know, I think like once once we do kind of surrender to the process those details even though those details aren't you know um secured the 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 building blocks are you know like which is a strong foundation right which is is the people and and the connections and the resources um and so i think once we're able to like just really absorb that bigger picture then then it's like easier to kind of move with the flow you know and then those details get everything aligns and those details get worked out you know right 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 yo let's take a break we'll come back and we'll still chew the fat some more on this all right hey Right, we back. Hood Health Podcast, you know, Hood Health from coast to coast, you know, east to west, you know, all points in between, and actually globally, you know, um, you know, we're speaking on different, you know, basically obstacles and roadblocks, things that pop up on your radar, um, you know, when you're going through, you know, you're just going through it, you know, like I said, whether you are actually trying to um, heal yourself, you know, or actually you're a practitioner who is trying to assist others in their healing, you know? Um, and so that's that, that, you know, to, to kind of segue into uh, another aspect of it, you know, it's, I don't want to say the, the, the lens that people view us through, you know? So, you know, so for instance, people always uh, view me, not, not just through hood health, but hood health is, you know, one of the lens that people view me through. Right. Right. So, so doing that is always interesting to share with people that, you know, health, you know, and even everything that I advocate is a work in process, even with myself. Right, right, right. <clears throat> like, like, so there's a lot of people, you know, who's, for lack of a better term, health influencers on IG or, or, or radio shows and TV who mm-hmm. present themselves as like paragons, like a perfect finished product. <laughs> I get so annoyed with people like that. I'm so sorry, but I get so annoyed with people like that. Right. You know, I want to write a whole piece on that, on that shit. Um, Because, you know, it, one, they always get caught, right? So they always, it's something they get called out on something uh, that kind of knocks them off their pedestal. You know, like not, not that long ago, there was this influencer. She's, uh, uh, a raw vegan foodist, right? Uh-huh. And she can caught on film like eating fish, right? What? <laughs> like, what's crazy is that her whole platform, you know, what I'm saying, just started to disintegrate. Yeah. Um, and and, and you know, and, and this is not knocking any particular path, you know, right. it, but it's knocking if you present yourself as a right. finished and, and a work in progress. You know, and so with hood health, 
I always let people know it's like, yo, listen, you know, a lot of these things I'm applying them to myself first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm that you know how this shit is working out, what works for me, what doesn't work, you know. Um, and then also on top of that, to let people know it's like, yo, I'm just you know, hood health also advocates that you know, like I'm from the hood, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. I'm dealing with issues. I don't think people understand, yo. Like, I mean, some of some of my friends. Okay, like I, I, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting sometimes Mm -hmm. to try to like explain to people like just how many hazards (laughs) there are um, when you're when you you know born and raised in the hood or and growing up in the hood or still whatever you know. Like, if there there's a whole. I don't know. It's intense. Right. You know, and, and that environment, like, for instance, I'll share with you a couple of things. In addition to all my other shit that's going on, a couple of things that within the last month has happened in in basically the hoods that I grew up in, in New Haven. I grew up in a, a neighborhood called The Ville, New Hallville, um, okay. predominantly black neighborhood growing up, right? So about mm-hmm. a month ago, um, the cops from a neighboring town, Hamden, Hamden, which is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, they crossed the line over into New Haven, which they usually on the low always did because New Hallville is right like on the line. Okay. And um, so my neighborhood, New Hallville, traditionally has always, for lack of a better term, been occupied by three police forces. So mm-hmm. the, Ham- the Hamden cops would always pop up in New Hallville, right? Okay. Um, New Haven cops, and then also Yale cops also. And hmm. Yale cops here, the cops at Yale have all the same authority that any that um, any cop has. What? Yeah. Yeah. They have the same authority. And okay. and on another level, it's crazy. Like they have the same authority, but they don't, of course, have like the same oversight. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Um, that's such a yeah, with irony. Yeah, so they're like they're almost like um what's that group that, that goes into like Iran and Iraq? Like Blackwater. You know, like like mm-hmm. the um armed mercenaries basically. So right, we were right. always like you always we were always an occupation by like those three. So long story short, Hamden cops got a call supposedly got a call that there was a that there was a robbery at some grocery at either a gas station or something. Um, mm-hmm. evidence has come out that this call was manufactured and they rolled what? up on yeah they rolled up on this car that supposedly fit the description of this imaginary robbery and the cop well the cop shot at the car right what? told the guy to get out the car shot at the car it was a man a man and a woman in the car um, and of course there was someone in the neighborhood who was filming when you see this film the cop looks like he never held a gun in his life He's running and shooting behind him, not looking. Um, he hit the woman, right? She's, she's okay and everything. But what's crazy is, of course, that they, you know, weren't involved in any type of robbery. They um, and there's a there's actually video footage that they took themselves on their phone, like like a few minutes earlier of them both singing each other love songs in the car. What? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, so that's one thing. Um the the good the great thing is is that the protests and stuff and everything has really, really been on top of it, calling people to task and everything and really going in on the cops and stuff. And actually some progress has been made and stuff. Um that's already, you know, like 
basically they're going to have like some trauma training like complex urban trauma training different things there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be done but you know the the community is pushing back on the other thing that's happening luckily the community was ready you know and organized to respond in such a way i mean a lot of times down in different hoods that there's no you know community that's you know like that's truly organized and ready to respond to a situation like that right or we need to be better organized about it you know because it happens so much and there you know it's different circumstances so yep the good the good thing is is that one there's a strong core of for lack of a better term community activists here who are already ready you know like basically ready and then also you know was able to link up also with like the black community at um at yale also you know the cross communities kind of work and like there's a real strong good social justice community here also so we have a we have some real key like um allies yeah that's dope you know that that, that go in like put themselves you know like out there like not allies like accomplices you know like literally Mm -hmm. like they'll go in there like yeah Mm -hmm. they'll function up um and the other thing is that you know a mosque here got firebombed the other day during ramadan damn yeah yeah it's crazy and and this is the other thing i was building with people like so Mm -hmm. new haven is not one of those cities you know connecticut just in general but um it's not one of those cities or states that shows up big on the national radar, right? You know, right. When you, you know, it's not no. Me- there's not any mega cities here. You know, we're in yeah. the tri-state. You know, where people know. Yeah. You know, if they know New Haven at all, they know it because of Yale stuff. So stuff like this doesn't make big national news. Right, right. You know, but all this stuff is like happening. You know, um, yeah. and so you know, also dealing with all that and the people who are being affected by it because then they come to me because they're dealing with you know different levels of of um complex urban trauma you know yeah. and they know like oh you the hood health guy that you know i want to talk to you about yeah. x y and yeah. z you know and what do you suggest you know yeah. and so then i take on that weight you know also yeah right. all that you know plays together because now while I'm also dealing with it, I also realize like my position in community, you know, right. and finding, and it's been a challenge finding, you know, that balance at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, there it's it's super intense because you know when we truly care about the issues that we're working on, that it's, it's you know it's not a nine to five; it's a twenty four seven, you know, and it's trying to juggle that, you know, like. And how it affects us too, because they're real issues, and it's people are losing their lives. You know, people's lives are being completely altered because mm-hmm. there's so much misplaced rage and so much unnecessary greed. Right, right, right. So for me, one of the things that currently has been helping me is that one. I finally got back to immersing myself in music. Mm-hmm. Is, Me too. I yo, I've been listening <laughs> to so much Tupac, so much golden era hip hop, Outcast. Right. I just posted the Outcast, um, Aliens um, song, you know, like album cover. Yeah, and music, oh, such a healing, such a healing tool. Right, and so I had to ask myself on many levels. 
why have I been avoiding that? You know, mm. and because it's to a certain degree, it becomes a conscious decision of, you know, avoiding music because the music right. has been such a, an intricate part of my life, you know? Mm. Um, and so part of it is I realized that in some things, I didn't want to feel as deep as I know I can um, because I was afraid of that, whether, you know, various different levels, whether it's talking about grief, whether it's talking about love, uh, these different levels, I didn't want to dive into those depths because I just know how intense that can be. So like subconsciously, I feel I was avoiding, you know, um, music. Yet on the other flip side, you know, music is regenerative. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it pushes you, you know, it, it, it allows you to really, really breathe and, and right. be present, you know, and well, so like welcoming that back in my life has been like a bonus for me right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think what, you're, what you said earlier about, you know, like knowing, being self-aware, right, developing the self-awareness of our, of how we're responding or what we're avoiding or is important because then you know we can help figure out what tools we need at that certain moment right because mm-hmm. yeah i mean when i was dealing with this unexpected housing issue you know the the survival mode made me prioritize searching for housing the the part of me the emotional part of trying to process the friendship that had kind of just been shattered by the drama of then me needing to move out unexpectedly was something that I had to put on the back burner. I couldn't even deal with that part yet. And yet these are people that I'm supposed to be community organizing with and building with. And yet like you don't even have the self-awareness to like recognize your own part in the scenario. Like, nah, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and so that, yeah, like I had to just kind of like, put that on the back burner in terms of processing it and so I've just you know like just yeah so there's levels to it right and so right. yeah I think <clears throat> at that point yeah I couldn't even um um yeah certain tools were better for me at, at you know like working out going you know going for a run for you know like I just ha- was able to walk Lake Mary yesterday you know like uh, um the, the sun was out and it was a good break and just a good way to release some of the frustrating energy, you know, because that can be turned into anger and another like misplaced way of dealing with frustration. Right. And so for me, I've learned that whenever I start to feel those emotions of like frustration and anger, I know that the best way for me to process through that is to do something physical, like go for a walk, go for a run, go to the gym, yoga, (laughs) you know, because we need to release that energy we need to transform that energy you know it's it's so true you know like so like it's funny you know where we we've been building on this podcast been talking you know um on several different podcasts together i realized like there's still different aspects of our lives um that there's still different aspects and chambers of each other that we're learning about you know Mm -hmm. so like for instance like this summer like that's another thing that i stopped like i've always been a dancer you know, so I'm like I've been a dancer since probably like 11, 12, you know, from B-Boy all the way up to like house dance and everything. But the last few years, I stopped once again, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that physical movement is necessary because, you know, 
that that tension that stress it gets crystallized mm-hmm. in your body mm-hmm. you know yes. you, got, you got to release it in certain ways and something else that i know i didn't tell you and i've been meaning to tell you <laughs> <laughs> but like for 10 years i played capoeira uh, yeah, I, I, I know we haven't had a cap when I, you know, a uh, freaking uh, conversation. But yeah, yeah, you forgot to mention that, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did, wow. you know. But yeah, I used to, uh, yesterday was here in, in New Haven, but I also used to go to New York all the time. Uh, and I used to also play cap when I go a also. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We go, we go, we go, we go. Build on that too. But that's nothing like movement. Yes, movement, yeah. So you know my my homegirl that I'm gonna build this land with is sustainable. You know, toll like permaculture, all this dope stuff. And we're planning having a performance center there. So yo, Hood Health like totally has a platform to like perform at and record at. But um, she's a badass capoeirista. Like when I first started capoeira, like she was somebody I looked up to and respected because she was in it when it was even more male. I mean, now there's a lot more females in it than before. Right, right. When it was, when it first was introduced to the Bay Area, coming straight from Brazil, like right. it was super male dominated, and um, she was such a badass. You know what I mean? So right. yeah, um, yeah, man. Shout out to Marlene, aka Corinna. It's it's fresh though too because Capoeira. Let's talk about Capoeira. You know, in terms of let's talk about all uh, um, you know Afro Atlantic martial arts in general. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, reason. I mean, sorry to cut you off, but like, dude, the reason that I felt one of the main reasons I fell in love with Capoeira was when I learned its its rebellious roots you know what right. i mean just the fact that the reason i mean so many like even some people like make fun of the fact oh yeah it's like dance fighting dude you obviously are so ignorant like learn about it because right. the reason why it's a dance and a martial art is because they had to hide it from right. from being found out from the slave masters and that if they made their rounds and they saw you training oh they didn't want you strong they didn't want you to train no we had to disguise it our people created a code amongst the the musicians and the singers and when they would the players would hear the beat the beat you know of the beating bow and the everything different and the singers start to slow down they knew that the, the slave master was coming and they knew to switch up and make it look like they were just dancing and make it look like it was not a threat at all right. and then when they were gone okay now we switch it up now okay go back to training mode and then go back to freaking training mode right, right and that to me like just spoke to my soul like it just I mean, and I'm not even, you know, like, I don't pretend to be a badass capoeirista. Like, right, I give right. it, you know, like, what I can. I, but I always come back to it. I always come back yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. Because it calls me. my spirit, you know, and... and yeah. And luckily, Mr. Carlos, who I trained with out here in the Bay, he was such an amazing soul. He was such an amazing spirit. And, I mean, he just shared the beauty of Capoeira with so many people. Like, there's, you know, Marlene, you know, I met her through, you know, him and that group. And so, like, it's just so powerful, like, what, you know, art and music and martial art and right. poetry all of these things, you know, things that are our tools, our healing tools, our transformational tools. And, you know, now like social media, unfortunately, it's, you know, like any tool can be hijacked, you know, like I'm so sad at how, how hip hop has been hijacked, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and so that's why I feel like, you know, it's part of, it's part of my responsibility to like 
you know, remind people, yeah, golden era hip hop. Hello, Tupac. <laughs> hello, outcast people. <laughs> Start listening back to golden era hip hop. <laughs> word up, word up. Yeah, no, like, you know, it, the, the capoeira is so beautiful on many levels for the many reasons that you shared, you know, and Afro-Lentic martial arts in general, you know, because there's a lot more that, that don't get um, a lot of spotlight, you know, some that were in Cuba, some that were in Colombia, um, some that was in Jamaica, um, some that actually are still thriving. Um, but that intersection is like a, is like such an African thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's music because we do stuff to music. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, our movement is 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 a certain type of movement. You know, like you're saying, like poetry, like even you know, a lot of hymnas and stuff like that. When you when like that junk is poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, that intersection of all those things coming together. You know, it's yeah. interesting because, like, in that stressful environment, mm-hmm. in that slavery environment, still in that being ripped, people still you know, way to to speak to each other, even right. though they were from different tribes and had different, you know, dialects, they found a way to understand each other and to right. and to heal one another and support one another. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's so powerful. It's so powerful how we are such resilient people you know when you really tap into that universal resilient spirit there's so much transformation that takes place there's so much beautiful authentic connections that take place you know like you truly do find your soul tribe the more you tune into like your path and your niche you know right 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 exactly and and you know, I, another term I like to use a lot is ancient, ancient future, yeah, ancient futuristic, meaning yes. that you know, like our traditions and and many of our practices have modern and present day applications that will push us and, and propel us into the future. You know, and it's so funny that we ended up on this arc talking about capoeira when it's really like one of the key metaphors in terms of how to thrive in the midst of adversity Mm -hmm. you know like it's like it's art of survival it's the art of survival right you know it's like yeah so it's like the perfect metaphor and everything you know Mm -hmm. um let's take another you know another another pause and come back and um our final thoughts. <laughs> I feel like we need to make a title. We need to make like a title for the final segment. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so good health. Good right. health. <laughs> All right. So we'll be right back, y'all. Yay. Right, we back with these final thoughts in terms of you know how to deal with roadblocks, obstacles, anything that pop up in your path. You know, basically you pop off on it. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> deal with deal with how you gonna push through it. Deal with how you what the, what the Michael Jackson say. You know, in terms of getting over, go under, go around, <laughs> however it is. You know, um, it's really really about figuring out what you need to do to transform yourself at that moment to be able to to keep it going basically you know 
you mm. know, like like you were saying, we're resilient people, you know, and so it's really about at, at a certain point um, acknowledging or accepting um, a, a, a mental framework that you know what you're going through at that moment doesn't define you and what you're going through at that moment will not destroy you mm. um at least for me that's what it's been you know because you know when, when you're caught in those moments it's almost like time and space is bending like it's almost like when you get in those real real deep heavy heavy stressful moments it's like those moments last forever it feels like right yeah. it feels yeah. like that like this junk is never gonna end you know and <laughs> And that in itself is is like is like it's just it's a negative thought pattern. You definitely that's where you definitely need to interrupt that downward spiral and redirect your thoughts. Take a deep breath or a few or five or ten. Right. We start to redirect our thoughts to more positive um, thoughts, more positive solutions. Yeah, I think for me, you know, like what what I've learned at this point in my life is that it yeah it's helpful to remind myself that it is just temporary this is all just temporary and that you know it's I'm doing the best with my given in my given circumstances with the resources and talents that I have you know like it's not my fault that I was born into such a unjust corrupt shady ass system right right here I am trying to make the best out of, you know, my situation. And so I think that's the best we can do is really do the best of what we have and, and remind ourselves that that's, that's all within our control. And once we do that and surrender the rest, everything else will align. And, when we're, and then if we're still finding ourselves frustrated, well, there's some lesson the universe is trying to teach us still. So we really need to like meditate and reflect on what that is because um yeah the other the other thing is that i think it's important um it's important that we recognize in terms of black indigenous people of color that we get pushed a narrative a lot you know in terms of like pull yourself up by the book bootstraps it's on you you know um we get basically fed a lot of this hyper individualism without acknowledging that a lot of what is pressing down on black indigenous people of color is systematic things right these are systems that are in place these are institutions that are in place you know um that but basically attacking the body for lack of a better term of black indigenous people of color you know what i'm saying so what many times that we internalize as our personal failure you know is actually is is bigger than that it's not just you know oh you know a person sometimes might let's for instance get stuck on the fact in terms of like their eating habits not the fact that they live in a, an area of food apartheid right right um, you know a person might get stuck you know on their economic you know um situation and and look at it look at it as personal failure you know what i'm saying and yeah and not look at the whole economic system Matic, of, of yeah exactly exactly you know? and so, those examples. it's so true you know and so like it's important 
you know, that we all also like control that narrative, right? In terms of our own health and healing. Like, yeah, we have to figure out ways to thrive in an unjust system, you know? Exactly. But it's important to recognize that it's an unjust system. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because if we, if we don't, then that kind of tearing down of our ego can really, really, you know, tear on us. If we're the first one in our family, you know, being the first one in your family to graduate college is a whole lot different than if you come from generations of people who have graduated from college, right? Exactly. You know, and then also that works even different in terms of going into the economic sector. Because if you have three generations of family in college, you also have three generations of people who have probably worked in a certain um, segment, you know, mm-hmm. of industry and, and, and of, of jobs in society and have all that kind of network, right? Versus right. you the first grad you were the first one who graduated college out of your family. You ain't got no, you know, Uber, you know, uh family exactly. network, you know what I'm saying? Um exactly. all these things are important. So that's another thing that Hood Health puts on the table in terms of recognizing, you know, that this is systemic, institutional, you know, and also as we work to better ourselves, we also have to work to really, really work together communally in terms of black indigenous people of color then also uh for lack of a better term fuck up these institutions you know um yeah i mean i think those those three levels are definitely important um and i know we're trying to wrap up but yeah so like i would say a good way to think you know think of it in those final thoughts is that yeah those three levels you know in in institutional interpersonal and internalized you know three aspects of um you know that can that work against us or can work with us and obviously we really need to build your our internal strength so that we can deal because we all know that the institutionalized oppression is no joke right wow. right 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 i ain't even gonna try to trump your trinity right there you heard <laughs> right there, she dropped the L. But, you know thank y'all for coming through for yet another episode of the hood health uh, podcast from coast to coast, east to west. Yes. You know, yes. we we back. You back. I'm feeling good right now. How you feeling? We bouncing back. We always <laughs> bounce back. Best believe. Best believe. <laughs> word, word, word. So you know, um, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your family. You know that we are on all platforms in terms of the podcast, and we're coming weekly, and um, we're coming to bring it to y'all. You know, so thank yeah. y'all for listening, y'all. Yes. Peace. Take care. I right, peace.